Welcome to Side Hustle City. And thanks for joining us. Our goal is to help you connect to real people who found success turning their side hustle into a main hustle. And we hope you can too. I'm Adam Kaler. I'm joined by Kyle Stevie, my co-host. Let's get started. All right, welcome back everybody to the Side Hustle City podcast. Today, special guest, Mark Wills. What's up, Mark? What's going on, man? So glad to have me. Thank you, sir. I know. High energy, man. You got, I'm high energy. You're high energy. This is going to be a high energy episode. Let's do it, baby. Let's go, man. So loan signing systems, helping us figure out the the secrets of the notary industry, the notary world. Yes, sir. People sleep on what I call the best kept secret in America for income opportunities. And that is being a notary public. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about Jam, about specifically the niche that I teach in, the niche that I've helped tens of thousands of people make money in. So uh, I'll let you lead and we'll go from there. Yeah, man. Well, I'm interested in your background here. It sounds like you were an, an orphan. You bounced around a couple times. Uh, so, you know, kind of a tumultuous uh, background, but that didn't hold you back. You decided you were going to do something. You found a little niche and you're, and you're, you're rocking it out. So tell us a little bit about your background. Where you Man, we're up. going deep today. I like it, brother. I like it. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, I mean, what I, my story starts as an orphan in Korea. I am half Korean, half American. I, I say the half American because uh, I'm a, I'm a basically a, a war baby, post Korean war and, and the Korean culture looked down upon any Koreans who had babies with American soldiers. I was one of them. Crazy statistic is there was over 200,000 babies born via American soldiers. And so it really, the, the Korean culture looked down upon that. Uh, and so my mother gave me up because she knew I'd have to have a better life in America than I would in Korea. And so she put me in orphanage. I got uh, adopted by a family out in Southern California. About five years later, they unadopted me. And so as if they almost returned something to Amazon, they returned me to the foster care system. So uh, I was in an orphanage and then adopted and then literally unadopted. They they didn't realize the stress of having an adopted child to bring upon them. And so instead of trying to work through it, they literally just gave me up. And so therefore I end up in our great foster care system. I'm also a huge advocate for the foster care system because I wouldn't be where I am today without it. And so while there is flaws of the foster care system. I think the holistic view of what they do is off, is very, very good. So I ended up bouncing from foster home to foster home between about six and a half and eight. Went through a couple different foster families there. And then I got adopted when I was about eight years old to the Wills family. My name is Mark Wills. Uh, and to make my story even a little, another right turn as I was adopted to a family of 25 children. And so, yeah, man. So I go from like being like, you know, scared, unknown to all of a sudden being in more or less like a group home type environment. And so. Wow. Every step of that way has built the resilience I have today. And so, you know, one of my favorite quotes is a memory can be an asset or a liability. And so I choose to take my childhood and, and build upon it and not be a victim of it. And, you know, what I share with my community is, you know, if, if my childhood is what I dreamed it to be, I wouldn't be who I am today. And so, wow, do I wish I had a different childhood? Yes. But at the end of the day, my childhood created resilience. It created someone who courage. It created somebody who was empathetic to other humans. It created somebody who wanted to help other humans. And so while it was very rough, I go to therapy. I wouldn't change a thing, man. And so um, I hear him today. And so uh, that is my childhood story in a nutshell. And then I became a business owner about 25. I fell into the notary niche. 
uh, 25 right out of college. Uh, and then I ended up having a pretty successful notary company. And so I still own a notary placement service. But then a friend of mine who's actually my co-founder uh, about eight years ago is like, well, why aren't you teaching other notaries how to be as successful as you've been as a notary? And that's where the light bulb went off. And now today yeah. I have over 75,000 students. I have 11,000 community, uh, stu- uh, stu- a strong community right now as we speak. So um, of all just notaries making an amazing living in this little niche, well, which, which I'm excited to talk about. So I don't know if that was a long-winded answer, man, but th- there you go. No. In a nutshell. Dude, I totally get it. My cousin is one of those war babies. And uh, same thing. Uh, she lived in Korea for a little while. Mm. Uh, my aunt Song, you know, wanted her to go experience Korean culture, and she used to try to feed us kimchi all the time. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, uh, we you know she she had stories you know of how the kids would bully her at school and things like that. And it was really rough. Yeah, she she yeah, she went through it. I get it. To get a little deeper in that, the, 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 the 200,000 roughly, and the, is, it's crazy that American soldiers are having that many babies. Let's just say it out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's 200,000 half Korean, half American babies out there. And we are actually called uh, the lost souls because the Korean culture didn't want us. And so there's 200,000, like, you know, what you understand too is just these humans that were just treated less than dirt because they weren't full Korean. And so uh, racism was very bad back in the post-Korean war uh, era. Now it's still a little bit rough in Korea as we speak, but not nearly what it was. And so Korean culture is very proud. And, and they saw the American soldiers stationed there after the Korean war as kind of a stain on, on the culture itself. Mm. And so that they would mix American blood with Korean blood was looked down upon. And my mom made the biggest sacrifice that, uh, any mother can make. And that's deciding that, you know, you need a better opportunity somewhere else. And so she gave me up and, um, I thank her every single day for that, man. Yeah. I think she, she, she probably made the right choice. That's also true in India. Mm. With a lot of the British soldiers in India. There's a, there's an entire community uh-huh. of mixed, uh, people who all kind of come together and they have, wow. you know, get togethers and everything every year, there's kind of like a, you know, a party kind of thing to I know that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because they all kind of share that same heritage and yeah, it's the same yeah. kind of deal there too. I mean, it's a, you know, war is crazy, man. And things like that happen, but I mean, you came out on the other side better for it. I think she sounds like she yeah. made the right decision and, and you were a resilient person and, and look at you now. And yeah. now you're doing this notary thing. It's almost like this obscure thing. You're, you're part of this tiny niche, yeah. right. Of people. And here you are working in this tiny niche industry, right? Yes. Yeah. It, it's interesting kind of how the way that worked out though. So tell us a little bit, like go into a little bit more like notary thing. Like when you were a kid, wow. you weren't thinking, you know what I'm going to do one day, <laughs> like I'm going to grow up and I'm going to yeah. like teach other people how to be a notary. Yeah. No, it didn't happen like that at all. I mean, so, you know, what I love about this, the podcast with itself is 75% of notaries do it as a side hustle. Most people just don't realize how to make it a lucrative side hustle. And so that's what I've done. But to kind of bring it back a little bit is right out of college, I had a buddy who was a realtor. And I couldn't really land a gig. I'm 25 years old, 24. He's a realtor. He's my same age. And I was like, man, I just can't find a job. And I'm going, you know, just, I'm working at a restaurant throughout college and kind of that's what I do after college. And he's like, well, no, it's crazy, man, is every single time I close a house, there's a line item for a notary on the line I, on the closing costs and they're making $150. And I said, uh, well, how long do these appointments take? He's like, well, most of my closings take maybe an hour. So I said, let me get this straight. 
these notaries making a hundred dollars for an hour work of worth at work a worth of work and he goes yes exactly and so there the light bulb went off for me so i figured out how to be a notary and then i had a buddy who was a realtor and i'm like well what's the key to getting business well he's like just go talk to other realtors and that's kind of where the snowball effect happened and so then i realized that you know what i don't think a lot of people on your podcast understand is every single home in america has to have a notary to close period that's not 99.9% and if i had to even get get blow your mind even more every single piece of real property in america so i mean commercial real estate i mean the 711 the shell station all of those required a notary to close and so the biggest thing I didn't understand before I got into it is that, oh, I'm like, oh, well, don't notaries just charge $10, $2, $15 a signature, whatever it is your state allows. And my buddy was like, yeah, but you're not charging per notary si- signature signed. You're actually charging a flat fee to walk the borrower through their loan documents. And so you are basically throwing in the notarizations for free, but you're driving to the house with the loan documents after hours. You're then pick, you're printing those loan documents. You're then knowing where all the doc signatures need to be uh, signed on those loan documents is like for that service, it's $150 and the notarizations are just part of your service. So you're not charging of notary fee. You're charging a signing fee. And then that's all they needed to hear. I was like, okay, game on 25 years old. And so then I, you know, I'm in San Diego. And so all of a sudden, you know, I was doing one closing a, a week and then I started doing one closing a day and then I started doing two closings a day. And I'm, the next thing you know, I'm 28 years old, making a hundred thousand dollars a year in my sleep. So then my buddies were like, um, whatever you're doing, Mark, I wanted, I want to know what you're doing. So I'm like, cool, no worries. So I would literally just teach my friends. I'm like, look, get your notary commission. I'll teach you how to go through the loan documents and I'll teach you who you got to talk to within the real estate industry. And so literally about 10 of my closest friends at the time were all notaries in the mortgage niche making six figures. So where I am today coming full circle is a buddy of mine um, who's now my business partner about 10 years ago, eight years ago, excuse me, calls me up and says, hey, Mark, you're teaching everyone in San Diego how to be a notary in the mortgage industry. Can you teach me? I'm like, 100%, dude. Get on FaceTime and I'll walk you through everything. So I get on FaceTime. I'll never forget it. This is like the moment my the business I'm in happened is I'm teaching him just like me and you are on this Zoom call right now. And it takes about two hours to go through everything. And so usually at the end of me breaking it down, I usually get a big heartfelt thank you. Like, oh my gosh, Mark, you're the man. I appreciate you. But that wasn't my friend's reaction. He was like, you just taught me how to do this over FaceTime. I'm like, what is your point? He's like, well, if you can teach me over FaceTime, you can teach anybody over FaceTime. And then I sat back down in my chair and I said, aha, I never thought about that. And he goes, yeah, if I can put a notary in front of you, do you think you'll be able to teach him? I was like, well, I've taught 10 to 15 people at this point. I just taught you over FaceTime. Let's give it a shot. And so my my business partner, who is a happened to be, you know, like the universe sometimes just conspires, happened to be a digital marketer. And so he threw up a website. Within a week, we had 20 signups, Mm. no paid traffic. It's just organic. And he's like, Mark, you don't understand SEO, but this tells me notaries are literally searching how to make money as a notary. They don't realize how to do it. And I said, okay. So he put five notaries in front of me. I taught them how to do it. And then he put 20 notaries in front of me Mm. and then I I taught me how to do it, taught them how to do it. And so that was the genesis. It was like, oh my gosh. And then 
because of the background that we shared earlier, like I found my calling. All I want to do is help other people win, man. And I can help someone in Kentucky, Tennessee. I have students in all 50 states. It doesn't matter what state you're in. A notary has to be hired to close on a mortgage, period. And I can teach you how to go to mortgage officers, lenders, escrow officers, real estate attorneys, title officers, appraisers can give you referrals. I mean, there's so many people that can give you referrals to the business. And so that's where we are today, where I just, eight years later, you know, I've said 75,000 students, I have 11,000 of those in a community where you just share what works, share wins. And like I said, 75% of my students are part-time signing agents. And that's technically what a notary for mortgage companies is called as a signing agent. And so we have 11,000 signing agents from across the world and a huge Facebook group across the country, excuse me, and a huge Facebook group sharing what wins. I have students in all 50 states uh, from Alaska to New York to Hawaii to Florida and everywhere in between. And, you know, it just it's the best kept secret in America for income opportunity. So if someone's listening to this right now, Research being a notary for title companies, it's called a notary signing agent. 45 of the 50 states, dude, don't even require a test. So becoming a notary is just applying for it with your state, like trying to get a a credit card application. How crazy is that? But yeah, that's where we are today, man. Well, I'm already a real estate agent. I got a building, so, and there's a parking lot. So yeah, I can do this. 100% anyone could do this, man. It's really the best. People don't realize. I mean, I, I have students who are like, Mark, I've closed on like 10 homes in my life. You know, they're 50 years old. I never realized that line item on the closing costs, the notary is getting all of it. Mm. I said, yeah. I said, go look at your closing cost sheet right now. There's a line item for a notary public. And this happens every day. We're about to have a massive refinance boom in this country. Rates are dropping. Oh, yeah. I mean, so we're, we're about to hit another boom. It's, if you're, so if you're looking for a side hustle, you want to make sure you understand what this business is because there's notaries right now making money uh, on mortgage documents that, that could be you and should be you. Well, I'm looking at your, you, there's, so guys, the website is loansigningsystem.com and there is under blog and more at the top, there is an income calculator tool. So I just went through it real quick while you were talking and it's like, $3,248 a month, potential income, just working I mean, part-time. And, and, you know, sounds, sounds ridiculous just for, <laughs> you know, uh, maybe an hour or two, yeah. you know, at a time. Not a it, big it's deal. Really the best kept secret in America, man. I mean, look, there's, look, I, I tell my students that there's no college degree needed, no experience needed. You just got to get your notary commission from your state and learn how to go over mortgage documents and learn who to talk to. That's it. You know, you make $150 an hour and it's as much as some, some attorneys charge, some chiropractors charge, and, and you don't need any of that schooling. And it's in every home in America. And I will say that till my face turns blue needs a notary public to close. So a notary public who knows mortgage documents is a signing agent. So get your notary commission with your state, learn loan documents. Uh, loan signing system is my course, but I'll be very tra- transparent. You can figure this out on your own. I don't know why you would, frankly, but you could. But, you know, I want to I want to help everybody. So th- th- you could figure this out on your own 100%. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, if you research what I would do at all, but uh, we we created a company called Dotloop which was, uh, it's, it, they didn't do it. All, we didn't do a lot of business in California, but everywhere else in the country, like 90% of real estate agents are signed up to use it. Uh, but we, we were sold to, do, uh, to Zillow in 2015 and we did all these documents, right? We digitized all these documents and they are challenging. I mean, there's a lot of legalese That's in right. these documents 
and yeah. it's it, it can get a little wild. And it, you know, I've closed. I, I'm a real estate investor, so I've closed on multiple properties. And uh, you know, I go through these these loan docs and all this information and the settlement statements, and I'm like, I feel like I'm getting screwed. Like, you know, like I read some of these numbers yeah. on here and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, what is this, uh, you know, uh, courier fee for a hundred dollars yeah. and what's this? So, yeah. so notary is, you know, the signing services, this is a line item on that settlement statement. I'd say most people just kind of breeze through that though. They're like, well, the cost of the cost. I couldn't have said it any better. Literally. I mean, the fact that I mean, couriers are making a hundred dollars. There's so many little niches within the real estate transaction. Most people don't understand. A courier is another classic example of that. A hundred bucks to drive some documents, literally a half mile. Same concept here. So a notary public is needed on every transaction. And most, like I told you earlier, I have students like Mark, I've bought 10 homes. I never realized a notary is making all 150. Yes. Every time. And they take roughly an hour. I mean, a long sign is two hours mm-hmm. and you're still clearing 150 bucks. And that's probably a commercial deal or something like that, where there's a lot of crazy paperwork, but even in two hours, people. it's still great money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great money. And what kind yeah. of time are you looking at to, uh, to learn the documents? Where can you go to learn how to read a settlement statement? Good question. The answer is twofold. Let me, let me give everybody some advice. So if you choose to figure it out on your own, which I'm not against, you need your notary commission from your state. That literally of 45 states is easy as an application. Here's the catch. Okay, Adam. The catch is there's five major programs or loan programs you will see at a closing, which is a purchase, a refinance, a reverse mortgage. For those who don't know, that's what a 65 and older uh, part of our community gets. And then a home equity line of credit, also known as HELOC. That's number four. And the fifth is a seller package. As when a home seller sells a home, they got paperwork that needs to be signed and notarized. So you have to know those five packages. Now you can go on Google and try to search loan document package, home equity line of credit, loan doc package, reverse mortgage. But then there's 200 pages to reverse, 100 pages to a HELOC, 150 pages to a refinance. So the catch is that's the skill you have to have. A, you got to get the loan documents. And then B, you have to understand how to summarize that because the borrower is just not going to sign something that they don't have summarized. And so if there's quote unquote a catch to what I'm describing here, it's the reason we're paid $150 because we have a real skill set. We know when you ask us, do I have a prepayment penalty? We know where that answer is in the loan documents, right? If you have an adjustable rate mortgage and you're like, what, when does my rate adjust? You can show them in the loan document. So that's the skill set. That's the reason we get paid $150 because we have a real tangible knowledge base. So yeah. you can either do what I just told you, which is, you know, look up all these loan docs and try to figure it out yourself, which there is a few people who do, or you take a course like mine, loan signing system, where I would give you all uh, five sets of loan documents and walk you through each of them. But in conclusion, the skill is the knowledge of the loan documents. That's why, you know, if you're a mortgage officer or a realtor coming into the side of the business, you're like, oh, I've seen these purchase docs, you know, a hundred times. All I really got to understand now is reverse mortgage documents. So that is the true skill set a signing agent has. It's the loan doc understanding. And, and if you can get that down, then it's literally just off to the races. So, and really why someone would use your services that you have all that in one place. Like if I wanted to become a notary, I can go and there's no real test to take, but I can go to the state of Kentucky and say, Hey, I want to become a notary. And they say, okay, great. Fill this paperwork out and pay us 
50 bucks or something. Right. And then, and and then that's it. And then now I have to go and be a responsible person because I'm sure there are some issues like say you, I mean, you'll be embarrassed for one, if, if you're sitting in a closing and someone says, Hey, you know, what's, what does APR mean? What's the difference in APR in this thing? Or what is, you know, uh, you, I've got an arm. What does that mean? Right. Uh, So you're going to be embarrassed if you don't know how to answer that question. Or if you're digging through the paper, now the sudden that one hour closing turns into an hour and a half because you don't know what you're doing and everybody's looking at you like you're crazy. But are there any like legal uh, repercussions that people have to think about if they want to be a notary and, you know, take your courses because it's going to prevent you from having these mis- uh, making these mistakes, potentially hurting you or your client. Great question. And and the biggest concern for a notary is understanding unauthorized practice of the law, which is UPL for short. And if you don't know where that black and white line is, you can definitely get in trouble. That's why taking a course is so valuable. We're not, we are not the realtor. We are not the loan officer. Our job is not to explain why you have a certain interest rate. So what I always tell my student is we can do the where and the what, not the how and the why. Like Mark, why is on my interest rate? <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) That is not a me question. How did they come to this number? That's not a notary question. But Mark, where does it say I have a 5-1 adjustable rate mortgage? Where does it say you can point out where that says that? Mark, what is my appraisal fee? You can point to the line on the closing statement where it says, oh, you, you asked me what your appraisal fee is. It says appraisal fee for 50. So you can show the what and the where. You cannot do the how and the why. And so really knowing that line is really the most important part. What I'm surprised you haven't asked me yet is, you know, why doesn't a bank use their own notary? How come title companies don't have yeah. their own notary? Because that's usually the first big thing for an uneducated person coming into this industry is, well, Mark, how come the realtor doesn't have an own notary? Well, why doesn't the title company have their own notary? And here's the answer is there's the answer is twofold, but here's the main answer. So let's say the real estate agent, <clears throat> a, a realtor can't be their own notary. You can't have any benefit in what you're notarizing. So that's why the realtor can't do it or the loan officer or the banker. You can't notarize something you get commissions from. You can't notarize something you have benefit from. So that's just black and white law. But what if the realtor was like, oh, let me hide. Let, the, the receptionist in here is not making a commission off this. Why well, don't have the receptionist do it? So here's the answer. And this is where understanding their unauthorized practice law is so important. Is let's just say it's, it's Sam, the, the receptionist, right? And he accidentally forgot to put the second N in Jennifer when, she, when he was notarizing. Now, Jennifer loses her home because somebody said, oh, that I own that house, but not Jennifer. So then the onus would fall back on the real estate company. They would get sued, mm. not the notary. So they need to separate the notary out because that, they need to put all the liability on the notary to make sure the notary is following all the rules and laws of a notary public. Did that land? Yes. Oh, yeah. So they're separating the liability. So the reason that they don't have an in-house notary eight out of 10 times, this is not saying that everyone doesn't, but literally eight out of 10 title escrow lenders will not have an in-house at notary for this reason is because if that receptionist or whoever in the office makes an honest mistake and forgets to put the why at the end of Jenny, the real estate, the title company can get sued for any negative effects of that. 
Or if it would, they hired a third party notary, then that'd be all in the notary's biz, uh, part. And again, this is why it's important to take a good course so that you know the most common mistakes a notary would make, the most common way liability would fall back on you. But once you learn those and have been a notary 20 years in the business, 20 years, never had anything back. So I know when not to do something. I know I never forget the second N and Jennifer, or if it's Mark with the K and not Mark with the C, mm. like I know what I'm looking for and I'm not in a hurry because I'm going to pay $150 where an, an employee who's going to pay 17 bucks an hour might just be like stamp onto the next. And now the, 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 whoever they work for is under liability for that error. And so the real reason of, you know, for separation of church and state is liability. So that is why most title companies, lenders, and escrow officers don't have a notary inside the building actually be the notary on the deal. So being a notary, you want to be a person who, you know, pays attention to details. Yes. You probably don't want to yeah, go in there high. You know, you just got done <laughs> smoking and uh, you're just going to roll up in there and start si- having people sign documents. That's probably not the personality type for uh, uh, for a notary. Yes. I tell my students, anyone ever asked me, Mark, what's the number one characteristic of a successful notary? Someone who pays attention to detail. If you or someone who pays attention to detail, like this is your business. So because you're collecting 150 signatures and you're a real estate investor, sometimes that one 1003 has an initial on the bottom and maybe the other bank doesn't have an initial on the bottom. You're like, why can't these be uniform? And so it's really understanding, you know, the nuances of placements of signatures, dates, initials. And so paying attention to detail is your jam. This is the best side hustle in America, period. Dude, I love this, man. So, you know, if somebody wants to do this, you know, be, be someone who pays attention to detail, be somebody who is available. I mean, you kind of have to be available because most of these things are, you know, a lot of times during the day or on the weekends. Oh, you brought up a good point, brother. So, you know, what I want to explain, you, you know, again, this is, I want to talk to your audience. It's just listening for the side hustle opportunities is why does, what makes this a great side hustle? You actually took the words out of my mouth that majority of signings are evenings and weekends. Why is the question? And that is because banks don't lend to people who don't have jobs. And so when do most people work? Nine to five. And so what they're, what they're telling their loan officer is like, Hey, get off work at five. Can you have someone come to my house? Cause not everybody can take Tuesday off at one o'clock to run down to the title company to sign loan documents. Mm-hmm. Now that's not saying it doesn't happen, but the most of the business is evenings and weekends because borrowers are like, look, I got, a, I got my kid has baseball practice at six 30. I get off at five. I need a notary meet me at Starbucks at five 30. We need to bang this out in 45 minutes so I can take John into the practice. And so, the reason is a great side hustle. And even if someone is listening to this thing, I, I'd, I'd love to look into this as a full-time opportunity. I would tell you transparently that 75% of all businesses evening and weekends. So even if you are looking to do this full-time, it's still an evenings and weekend opportunity. So that does turn some people off for looking for a full-time opportunity. But if you're looking for a part-time opportunity, you already have a nine to five. There is not a better side business to build in America because the appointments times are evenings and weekends. So this, I mean, like I said, I will, I've been preaching off of the rooftop for years that this is the best side hustle in America. No one's ever heard of a hundred, 150 bucks an hour. I've been doing this. I've got a, I'm 170 episodes into this podcast and nobody's come on here talking about notary services. And you know what too? I think the first thing in people's mind, uh, you know, and I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm automatically going to think what's my competition, right? Mm -hmm. Who, what is the opportunity here? Why doesn't, why don't these real estate companies already have notaries they're going to go to? I'm sure they do. Uh, you know, what, how do I break, how do I break in? How do I break in? Right. 
No question. I'll answer that. So this is what makes our business amazing. This is why I can look you or anyone watching, hearing this This is why I can tell you with a certain level of certainty, I don't guarantee anything, but with a very high level of certainty, you're going to get an appointment because it's an on-call business. Remember the example I just gave you where that lady was like, I got, I get off work at five, but I have a, I have a baseball practice at 6.30. So I have to have someone at my house at 5.15. So here's what happens on the back end. So let's say that, you know, that, that lady was, they you know, the mom was getting phone calls from the loan officer during the day. And she's like, oh my gosh, sorry. I was in meetings all day. Calls a loan officer at three o'clock brings the news on the loan officer at three o'clock that she has to sign at 515. So now the escrow officer, title officer, a lender only has two hours to fill that appointment. So here's what happens. They make a phone call. Hey, John, Mark, can you do a signing? Oh, I can't. It's too close to 515. Click. Hey, hey Susan, can you do this? Oh, I have a six o'clock. I can't take that 515. Oh, Ryan, I got a 515. Can you? Oh, yes, I can take it. So the signings aren't around the notary schedule. It's around the borrower schedule. Mm. And so if it was around the notary schedule, then there wouldn't really be business for everybody. I couldn't say that out loud. But the fact that everybody has their own schedule and every notary can't be at every appointment is why there's business for anybody new trying to come in because it's an on-call business. Now, I'm not going to be dishonest here. Obviously, some realtors have their relationship with notaries. Obviously, some lenders do. But because they have the relationships doesn't mean that they, that their notary doesn't go on vacation. Mm. Like it is Christmas right now and we're shooting this. It's in between Christmas and new year's. Yeah. I know so many notaries who took the entire week off that gives a newbie opportunity. And so I, there, there are, there are signing agents who are, have families. And so they have a baseball game to go to on Thursday. So just because they have opportunity doesn't mean that there is an opportunity for new people just because they have relationships, excuse me, doesn't mean there's not opportunity for new notaries because people go on vacation, they get sick, uh, they, they have to go to uh, family events. Plus it's an on-call business. And so if I already have a seven o'clock Adam, I can't physically do a six thirty. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, so you got an hour, they, yeah, it's... So therefore, they need numerous people in the Rolodex. And so that's why this is the best kept secret in America, because there's so much opportunity. People just don't know about it. And I will. And that's why you have me on your podcast, man. So I can get everybody hyped on this industry that has been making hundreds and thousands of notaries money. And anyone can walk into the business and do it themselves. Uh, no, that totally makes sense. So call your business dependable title or dependable notary or flexible notary. Flexible notary of Kentucky. That's that's going to be the name of it. hundred percent, man. And, you know, what makes this business amazing, in my opinion, is you're just selling you. Mm. Like Every realtor has to have a notary to close, period. Yeah, this and now you're saying you're just like, hey, I'd love to be your notary. Now it's just you and the realtor. Like, you're not selling someone else's product. It's just you. And you're not selling something they don't have to have. Yeah. Well, there's a marketplace like, uh, you know, I'm an EXP realtor and, uh, you know, I really got my Kentucky license because eventually I'm going to we've got a place getting built down in Miami. I'm going to go down to Miami and, and there's a niche that I'm going to serve, you know, with people in the Midwest buying places in Miami. But uh, inside of this EXP platform, you can find these folks, you can yes. find a notary, you can find a title yes. company, you can find all these people. So, yeah. it, you know, you start up this business, think about how are you going to get your name out there? You, you yes. know, spin up a website like you guys did, right? And then organically, you're going to have some stuff come, you know, get your Google business page set up and say, Hey, notary services, whatever you've got that set up. But 
you can get in with some of these brokerages into their system. It might cost you a little bit of money to advertise, but you can get a ton of business in there. That's probably the first place a lot of them are going to look. Well, let me make it even easier for you. You know, does every person literally knows a realtor? Uh, no. Like if I, if I, I know Adam, I would literally be like, Adam, could you refer me to a title office? Could you refer me to a title office in Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I, even know. I'd, yeah. I'd have to look it up on Google probably. <laughs> my, my, my point is every realtor has relationships built in. Yeah. So if, if you if you know a realtor, you're a business. Mm-hmm. So it's even easier than what you said. It, it, does every person in America knows at least one realtor? Yeah. yeah. That realtor can funnel you to somebody who can give you business or, and the realtor could let you be the notary on their closing. It's, I mean, it's, this business is for the taking. Well, people it's, call notaries, so people call realtors all the time for contractors. Like if right. it, I'd call, you know, a realtor friend of mine, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty new at being a realtor right now, but I've been in real estate for a long time and I'm really just doing it for a specific thing. I'm not out here selling everybody's houses or anything right now, but there are realtors out there who've been in the game for a long time and they've built a lot of relationships. Okay. And, and this is just like any business. I like I own an advertising agency too. Over time, you advertise less and less because now you've got all this word of mouth business. So if you're going to get serious about something like this, go into it, treat it like a real business, get your name out there, knock on doors, call up places it, it, and build those relationships. And just based on your calculator here, I mean, you could get up easily, be making thirty to $50,000 a year, it seems like, or, or do like you did. And next thing you know, you're, you're doing six figures. Yeah. Well, I mean, let me, there's a couple of things I'd love to touch on because I think you have a very business oriented audience is the best part about this business is truly scalable mm. because you can own a notary placement company. That's what I own. So I still own this to the day. So when you get so much business, you can then relationships, like you said, perfectly, then you can run a notary placement business. And so now I just hire out other notaries and take a cut of the closing fee. Wow. And so I literally hire out tens of thousands of notaries and make a cut off every single one of them. Well, think about all the people that aren't going to do what I just said, advertise, get, you know, get a website up, get, you know, call people, knock on doors. There's some introverted people. I mean, you're yeah. notary doesn't necessarily have to be an extroverted business, right? Exactly uh, right. A hundred percent. And so let me add to that is like, so there's a notary placement service, right? Here's what, here's what I like to give uh, the introverts will love what I'm about to share. So I own a notary placement service. So, and there's hundreds, if not thousands in America. So what happens is notaries sign up with my signing service. And then when I have a signing in Kentucky, okay, it's called Lexington. I then will put an address into the software and then the software will populate the five closest notaries to the signer's location and then software will text all five notaries and say, Hey, would you like a closing at five o'clock? And then I will, the first one to respond gets the business. Oh, wow. So you don't even wow. have to do the notary work. You could literally That's just start right. a placement service. That's right. So, or, but I want you to see the other side of it. A notary doesn't even need to need to spin up a, a website. They don't need to do any marketing. They just need to put their names in the databases that signing services use. And if they're closest to the appointment, they get a signing. Now, what's the catch is probably what you should be asking. And the catch mm-hmm. is instead of making the whole 150, you make a hundred bucks and the notary placement service keeps 50. Mm-hmm. So 
You don't need to do any marketing. So you spoke about introverts. You just got to sign up for these notary databases. That's what they're called. And then when a signing service has a signing near your location, you get a text message. There was zero sales, zero marketing, solely because you're closest to the location, you get a text message. And then if you're the first to accept, you just made a hundred bucks. These are the strategies that people don't even know exist. See, this is why you take a course. This is why you don't waste your time being a cheap ass, trying to, trying to figure everything out on your own. Fast, fast forward your business, like get, get moving quicker and and you don't have to figure all this stuff out. It takes years to figure out not just what you talked about, yeah. but I'm sure there's other things we haven't even brought 100%. up on the podcast, the little details and a little intricacies and a little ways to promote yourself and, and all exactly. this stuff. Go over a little bit how your course is structured and how long it takes yeah. to go through that. Yeah. I, everybody always asks me how long it takes. I hate that question because it varies person to person. Sure. Right? I, I, people always ask me how long. And I say, that's like asking a physical trainer, how quick can you make me lose weight? <laughs> it's like, how often are you working out? Or how bad are you eating? There's a lot of variables. So Here's what I will tell you. You know, my course is structured into, uh, and by the way, I'm not the only guy doing this. There's, I'm just the most popular and the biggest and, you know, but I don't want to make this super self-promoting, um, but I am the largest notary coach in America, notary trainer in America, period, bar none. And so the way my course is structured is it's, you need to learn the five loan documents first. Like teaching you how to get business is pointless if you can't sit down with somebody and go over the reverse mortgage. And so my course is set up to where you're going to go through a reverse mortgage, purchase, refinance, seller transaction, and, and a home equity line of credit. Once you learn that, then you go into the marketing strategies. I teach you all the notary signing agent databases. I teach you all the nuances that you alluded to, what to say to realtors, what to say to lenders, what to say to real estate attorneys, what to say to escrow officer, how to use Google business profile, how to build a website. So I teach you all, but that's secondary. So primary is getting your mortgage education out of the way. I tell every student, you're a mini loan officer. That is frankly the easy part. And the Mm -hmm. next part is just going out and executing all the marketing strategies. I couldn't agree with you more, by the way, the best thing to invest in to spend money on is someone else's experience. Like that's the best thing you can spend dollars on. It's can, how do I shorten my learning curve? And that's buying someone else's experience so they can make money quicker. So, you know, everybody always asks me, Adam, how'd you figure out how to make an online course? I'm like, I just bought a course on how to build an online course. <laughs> well, there's a software. Yeah. My wife's doing it now. She owns a spa and she's, uh, she's doing a course on facials, right. On, on skincare. And uh, yeah, she's used Kajabi and, you know, it, it kind of walks you through the steps of, of building And that's something. my point. Just pay for someone else's experience. Like, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. Like, no, no. go through Kajabi. We use Thinktific. But anyways, you know, um, the bigger point is I paid for someone else's knowledge to build an online course. It, it, paying for other people's knowledge is the best thing that you can do. And so um, all my stuff is pre-recorded, mixed with live trainings. Um, it's the best kept secret in America. I mean, th- this this podcast that we, we, we were doing right now, I gave everybody that, that, that what you need to do, you need to get your notary commission. You got to learn the five loan doc signings and you got to learn the notary databases. Just Google that. And then you got to learn what to say to realtors, lenders, and escrow companies. I just gave you the playbook. You don't need a course. I gave you the playbook. Now, yeah. if you want to lessen your mistakes, 
I would love the opportunity, <laughs> yes. but that is literally the playbook. I held nothing back. There's no secret. I'm not giving away. And and I want your audience to know exactly how to do it. And, and that's exactly how and you do it. And you're even giving people, I mean, there's a money back guarantee. You've got over 5,000 students. You got a high rate. Over 75. 75. 000. Yeah. Update that website. <laughs> 5,000 right there. Well, you said 5,000 plus, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, this is crazy to me that people will go and spend five years in college Get yes. an underwater basket weaving degree, not yes. be able to find a job and complain about their student loans and maybe find and end up starting, you know, and then you work at a coffee shop, you know, just to do all yeah. that, just to go work at a coffee shop or be a, a host or something at a restaurant and, and complain about the education system, complain about America, complain about capitalism, complain about stuff. You got a course that you know, yeah. could take you days to go through, could take you weeks to go through. It really depends on your schedule, but it, you, you get this thing. It's a fraction of the cost and you could literally be making a hundred thousand dollars a year in your, in yeah. your spare time at nights and weekends. I have students who do it. My friend, I'm on my, I've, some of my best students make seven figures a year with the notary placement. Business. Wow. Yeah. And then there's that. Yeah, and you, you take it to the next level. This thing all the way to the very top, um, and and I'm just, I, if you can't tell, I'm so passionate about this industry. Oh, you 100%. don't need a background. You don't need experience. You can learn everything. Every home in America needs a notary to close. Period. There's no like kind of if what well, it's a period. And once you learn why they choose one notary over another, it is off to the races. Once well, you learn yeah. how a notary gets picked, it's off to the races. Man. When there's people that I mean, outside of like those kind of loan documents and stuff, I know that there's there's been times where I've needed things and just notarized, yes. like just random things. Like if I wanted to sell my car to someone else just through a private sale, you know, or whatever. I mean, there's other things out there where people need a notary. And I mean, you're you're Cost is your cost. Like, hey, you want me to notarize that? Here's here's how much it costs. I mean, you could probably find somebody for 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever that'll notarize your stuff, but that's not who the realtor is going to go get. Yeah. You know, well, you bring up a good point. So, you know, my true specialty is teaching notaries how to make money in the mortgage niche, but... You just hit it on the nail. The best part about being a notary is multiple ways to make money as a notary public. Let me blow your mind. You ready to beat your mind blowing out of here? Let's go. Let's do it. There is 1.2 billion, that's a B, billion notarizations that occur annually in America. Wow. You tell me how big the market size is. Times $150. Well, no, that, that that's that's well, times, yeah, 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 for the mortgages, but times whatever, yeah. say twenty five dollars yes. or something, yeah. That's exactly right. And so the mortgage niche pays the most. Period. That's why I highly encourage people to learn that. But to get your car notarized, that could be fifty dollars, right? To get an apostille, that can be one hundred and fifty dollars. To do like, there's many other ways to work with estate planners. That's as high as four hundred dollars. Wow. But the bigger point is. There is 1.2 billion notarizations. That's insane. I, that number's so big, most people can't even fathom how big that is. That's a thousand one millions. That's crazy. There is so much opportunity for notaries if you just know where to get it. So I do teach other ways they make money as a notary, apostille agents, even wedding officials, permit running, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But that's what makes being a notary great is, you know, let's say you're not doing any mortgage closings that day. Well, go do a car loan, go do an estate planning notary closing. Once you learn the different avenues, you're going to be like, why am I not a notary sooner? This is a side hustle podcast. 
this is the best side hustle. So even if you don't want to take the time to learn mortgage products, which there is a learning curve. I mean, there be very far, mm-hmm. up front. But let's just say that you don't want to take the time to learn mortgages. Just get your notary and throw Google business profile up, notarize somebody's field trip permission slip for their daughter and make 75 bucks. You know, what's crazy, what you just brought up. If you want to be a mortgage person, I mean, I think forget in the state of Kentucky and the states of Ohio, in the state of Ohio, how long that takes. I think it's like 40 hours or something of training or whatever. Maybe you don't want to go through that. You know what? Why don't do, why don't you do this first? Learn the notary business, learn the forms, take this course. And then when you go and you do, you try to be a mortgage uh, lender yep. or a broker, then yep. you already know the paperwork. Yeah. You could kind I of have realtors who are successful realtors who just want to learn the backside of the business. So just for their edification. Yes. Yeah, I would want to. So yeah. It works on both sides, you know? So like, what are they really signing? What does this really mean? And so really getting a detailed look into under the hood is what's really awesome. Yeah. So and, it works on both sides. And when I go to an attorney, I don't, I don't, I don't nickel and dime them over the letter that they wrote me that costed me $350, you know, just to send out. It's their, their experience, right? That's what you're paying for. You're not paying for the time, the 15 minutes that they probably use chat GPT to write that thing. Anyway, (laughs) you're not, yeah, you're not paying for that. You're paying for the fact that they put their name on it. And they're a professional and they went through schooling and paid a whole bunch of student loans to get this degree to, to authorize this thing, right? That's what you're paying for. So same thing with notary. Why? Well, you only spend an hour here. It was 150 bucks. Like, what are you kidding me? Dude, this is what it costs. It's the best kept side hustle secret in America. Everyone is looking for a side hustle amongst other things. I mean, here's the best part. It's not a big financial uh, uh, investment to be a notary. Like, I mean, if you're like, then learn the loan documents, learn the other ways to make money and you're in, you're out. Like it's the, really the best thing as an arsenal to have for income for your family is being a notary. Unbelievable. Once you learn where to look, once you learn how to set up a Google business profile, like you're going to get phone calls coming to you just from your, just from your uh, Google business profile, which is free leads. People search notary near me all day. So there's so many different ways to make money as a notary at, at public. The most lucrative is as a notary signing agent. That's what I teach, but I also teach how to do all the other things you make money as a notary. But it's like I said, man, you have a side hustle podcast. If you're listening right now, be a notary, become a signing agent, learn the ropes and make more money in 2024. Well, Mark, I feel like you're my Christmas present, man, because I've got, this is perfect for me. I've got, uh, I got a commercial building. We got a commercial kitchen in the basement. We got a, uh, a co-working space on the first floor. We're doing an event center for weddings upstairs. So people are doing the weddings and the receptions in the same place now. So, hey, yes. here, here's a notary. You just got married. Let me uh, notarize. Boom. Bam. Done. That's right? exactly right. People don't realize that every marriage license has to be notarized. That's what people don't understand. And so if you're a, a, a notary who also knows how to officiate weddings, you can charge for the service of officiating wedding and then charge for the notarization and make 350 bucks in an hour. I, I, again, people just don't know of the massive opportunity there is as a notary public. I mean, you know, do you have a trust by any chance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you had a trust, there are notaries who specialize in trust signings. How many notaries happened in your trust signing? I don't know, probably like 40 of them times you and a wife times five bucks a signature. You're making $400, depending what state you're in. Like it really is the best kept secret in side hustles in America. Everybody wants these big, fancy side hustles. I'm like, dude, be a notary. 
if money will be coming to you without very little effort. And if you want to scale this into a massive business, it'll take more effort, but you can make money with little effort as a notary period. You just got to know what to do and where to put things. Yeah. And if you're like you mentioned, and I think that's a, that's a big thing. It's a key that you said is if you're a real estate agent, understand the backside of the business, understand these contracts, you're going to get these questions, especially if you're a new agent, uh, you know, understand what's going on. It's a small investment. Uh, it'll make you a better realtor and it'll also make you money, extra money when real estate is in the situation that we're in now where people aren't, you need multiple side hustles as a realtor. Real estate is the classic side hustle, you know, and, but you can append side hustles to your side hustle, right? That's right. You can append Yeah. You're a freelancer. You you have other freelance things, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. We talk about renting your car out on Turo on here all the time. We talk about, you know, all these other things that you can be doing, Airbnb, stuff like that. This is a great side hustle. Nights and weekends make it even better. And the low upfront costs, everything else you just said, Turo, you said Airbnb, those are all money, 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 money. A notary in 45 out of 50 states is literally free. The notary supplies are like 50 bucks. I mean, now, I mean, to be a notary signing agent, you need a few more costs. But in general, if you're going to compare a Turo business or an Airbnb business or buying a car wash, like it is pennies on the dollars compared to other side hustles, especially businesses. And this is really the best kept secret. I'll say it 5 million more times, but you know, it's a, such a low investment for such a high output, high opportunities, what I should say. Well, let me think about it, man. I could, I've had people that talk about franchises and I'd love to own a franchise, but I was looking at Dunkin' Donuts. The average Dunkin' Donuts franchise owner only makes like a hundred grand. It has to work there. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, really? that's how much they profit. They profit about a hundred grand, and you know you're working there, right? I mean, you're sitting there all day, and, right. and you got to deal with employees, people not yeah. showing up. It's Christmas. Oh, I got to come in because none of my employees want to come in. They're calling off sick. Notary, you're a hundred grand. I mean, you could, and you don't have the investment, and you're not paying someone else. Like you still have to pay some of your profits back to corporate, right? Oh, you beat me to it. Like our overhead is basically printing loan docs and gas. Yeah. Like that's our overhead and, and two signings a day, six days a week, hundred grand in our business. I say six days a week because Saturday is usually a day for us because people sign on weekends. So six days a week, two signings a day. What does that mean? Let's call it four to five hours. If you include travel time. Yeah. So, you know, you include drive time, you do two closings a day, you're out maybe five hours every day, four day, four hours max. And you're making a hundred thousand dollars. Well, if you're in this Cincinnati, what, there's not a lot of traffic. So you're, you're good. You're in LA. My point. San and Diego, so, you might have different problems. <laughs> yeah, but even, but even if you did six hours a day for two signings, which would be ridiculous because I said an hour each way. But my point is two signings a day, six days a week. That's 45 hours a day, 100 grand a year. I've, I have more students than I can even account for that make that kind of money. Wow. And look, I'll be honest with you. Does it take work to get there? Yes. you got to create relationships. But if you're talking about apples to apples, business to business, I don't know what better business is in America than this because you have very low overhead, very low investment costs. Now, there is work on creating relationships. I'm not going to be dishonest. I mean, you got to talk to realtors. You got to talk to lenders. You got to mortgage officers. But if you put, if you put all things together, investment costs of time, you don't need to work behind a fryer. Like you're introducing yourself to local real estate agents. It's not that hard. That's right. You do that for six months to a year, you're going to raise up your head after a year and have a six-figure business. I've I've seen it more times than I can count. 
It's I have simple. more testimonials, more YouTube videos than you can say of people making money like this. It's just because they didn't know about it before before they heard a podcast. And I can't believe I haven't in 170 episodes. I've never, I've ne- no one's ever come on to talk about this and it's amazing. And I'm in the real estate world, like, you know, as an investor, as an agent, as, you know, a commercial real estate person. And, and I, I never thought like, shit, I could just, why, why aren't I doing this? This is going to be my thing, Mark, in January. I'm going to take your course. I'm going to go through this. And I would encourage other people to, to get in here and do this. Why not? You, you got a degree. You're not making any money from it. Look, what, what did you do that for when you could have done this and make a hundred thousand dollars or, or whatever, whatever you want to make, yeah. you don't want to spend that yeah, much the funny time. Part is most of my students don't want to make a hundred grand a month. Most of my students are Mark, teach me how to make a thousand bucks a month. Mm-hmm. That would give me and my family so much more. Pay comfort. my car payment. So, that's it. right. So most of my students aren't actually after the six figures. I do have a subset who are, but the majority of my students are like, Mark, I want to make 500 to a thousand bucks a month. I only want to work a couple hours a week. And I say, done, I'll teach you the ropes. So this, and what I love about this business is for anything, it's in between 500 bucks extra month or six figures, right? Part-time side hustle or full-time, or if you want to scale to a notary placement service and hire other notaries out, it's it's whatever you want it to be. And that's why I call this the best kept secret in America, man. I love it, Mark. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on here. You've educated me. You've educated all the people listening and tell people how they sign up. Yeah, go to loansigningsystem.com. That is system, not systems. It is loansigningsystem.com. Uh, jump in and get the course. And uh, if at, at the least, I have more blogs on just more education on our website. So go to the website, loansigningsystem.com. My bet will be in the show notes. Um, yep. I have an Instagram handle, YouTube channel. I'm all over the place. I, I'm easy uh, to be found online. But go to the best place to go get more information would be loansigningsystem.com. I love it, Mark. Thanks so much. Bro, thank you, brother, man. And uh, that course is on me. Okay, so when we're off or offline, I'll I'll get you situated. Oh, nice. Nice. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Side Hustle City. Well, you've heard from our guests. Now let's hear from you. Join our community on Facebook, Side Hustle City. It's a group where people share ideas, share their inspirational stories, and motivate each other to be successful and turn their side hustle into their main hustle. We'll see you there, and we'll see you next week on the show. Thank you.